This one's for all you foodies out there and wine lovers. We're talking with a business that brings history, creative dishes, and unique drinks to life inside a really unique space in downtown Great Falls. Hear all about Fifth and Wine coming up on this episode of For No Damn Experts. Best damn podcast, the best damn town. You want to get up, get ready to get down. Welcome to the greatest damn town in Montana, Great Falls. I'm Rebecca Ingham. I'm Shannon Newth. And And we're we're No Damn Damn Experts. Today is a very, very special day. Mm -hmm. One I've waited for a long time. Dreamed about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My favorite place to eat on Mm -hmm. planet Earth. Mm -hmm. Mine too. I'm not a big wine drinker, but mimosa drinker. I am. Mm -hmm. And today, Shannon, you've created... A unique opportunity for our <laughs> listeners. What have I, you done? And I, I was excited because they brought things. They brought props, <laughs> props. with them. Yes, we, we love we those kind love. of props. Yes, we have Mark and Tara here from Fifth and Wine. Welcome. We're so glad to have you. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, yeah. mm-hmm. Thanks for the invite. So, um, digging right into this, Fifth and Wine is, um, I'll say, probably the not probably Fifth and Wine, in my <laughs> opinion, is the nicest place to go have a great meal and a great drink mm-hmm. in our fair fair city mm-hmm. how would you guys describe it <laughs> would that be would you say that yeah. <laughs> would you say that absolutely yeah. <laughs> obviously we love fifth and wine and mm-hmm. very proud of it and excited that we're in in this great city yeah. and it's been kind of an evolution to what it is today mm. i yeah that's an understanding <laughs> yeah I entered Fifth and Wine early on, um, and I'll just say why. <laughs> we, my husband, um, got the gout, and because he got the gout, he couldn't drink beer anymore. And he's like, "Well, I guess I'm gonna become a wine drinker." I'm like, "Oh, I know where we can go for that." Yeah. So I walk in um, to the early interpretation of Fifth and Wine, and I look at Mark, and I'm like. So my husband likes Boone's Farm and <laughs> and uh, the Wild Vines wine. That's not my style. So we're going to have to find something that works for both of us yeah. so we can stay married. And Mark's <laughs> like, I got options for you. And three <laughs> bottles come off the shelf. We went perfect. home. They were all perfect. Mm. Probably um, Moscato and Riesling, I would imagine, to start yeah, with at least. Yeah. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. And See, he's even doing it now. I know. <laughs> and so the three that we had, brought them home. Robert's like, yeah, these are good. And I could become a wine drinker. I'm like, yeah. See, it's awesome. <laughs> you turned him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so tell us the sordid history of where <laughs> you started and where you are today. Well, I um, retired kind of. <laughs> this is what I retirement sold, looks like. I, huh? I sold my business, which was a print shop in Great Falls at the time, and I was kind of looking for something to do. And my brother wanted me to come help him in the print shop again, and I said, "Well, I'd really like to sell wine." So we had a big, <laughs> we had a big old warehouse, like ten thousand square foot warehouse, and I just built a little room off to the side, put a side door in, and called it Wines by Wednesday back then. Mm-hmm. And my theory was that we, I would just buy 
the one. I mean, I would people would order on Wednesday, then I would buy it from the distributor on Thursday, and then they'd pick it up on Friday, so I'd have no inventory. Yeah. Yeah, that didn't work out at all. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> like, that seems like a good plan. <laughs> I walked in, there was a lot of inventory. Yeah. yeah it's a, so anyway, we, we uh, later bought a building, the, the one we're in now, and then Tara and I kind of have been working together ever since, and she actually is majority owner and running it more than I am these mm. days, so. Um, so the store, so there's a store you can still walk mm-hmm. in and buy wine off right. off the shelf, as well as eh, I might be speaking out of turn, <laughs> cheese and meats and all f- things good food mm-hmm. off the shelves. Right, and then you sneak through the alley, not the alley, the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> the alley of the building, yes. <laughs> also known the as a hallway. <laughs> you open into this beautiful, mm-hmm. redone, open, spacious dining area now. Mm-hmm. So the food, there was food in the original before the big space opened, um, but not as to the extent it is today. So is that more your vision or Mark's vision? No, one day um, we just had the retail store and people would come in and I think it was all of Top Nod and somebody had asked, well, what do you do with this? And my dad said, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. he always has <laughs> his good ideas in the shower. That's, <laughs> yeah, sorry to share the place that. to think. <laughs> hey, I think all it's a lot of people people's thinking place. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So one day he walked in and he's like, we need to show people what we do with this. And so that's how the food started. We started, okay. we wanted to incorporate the retail food that we had. So our meats and our cheeses were in our sandwiches. Our top nods were, you know, something we served with crackers or whatever. And so we started lunch one day randomly and we had... We had one George Foreman grill. One George Foreman. Panini <laughs> grill. That's, that's all you need. That's yeah. a good ad for George Foreman right yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> and people would come back in the kitchen and look and and say, really? Because we, we just gave him a really good lunch and yeah. we're like cooking this on a George Foreman. This is how you did Foreman. it? Yeah. And one my, sandwich at a time. Then my dad went to the Salvation Army and found a two, two George Foreman Foreman's ones. Nice. <laughs> uh-huh. So that, you know, tripled Increased our, capacity. Our, look <laughs> at that. Tripled our capacity. Right? Yep. Yeah, because I remember early on just the opportunity to go have a glass of wine. You almost like get to sample it before you buy it, which was just not a good plan long term (laughs) for my pocketbook. But then the meats and cheeses came out and who doesn't want to just have a good nowadays charcuterie board Mm -hmm. Um, but it was just a nice meat and cheese tray that you got to eat and then you if you loved it and you thought you were capable you could buy it (laughs) replicate the whole experience (laughs) at home (laughs) which i think is people's greatest downfall (laughs) one of the things i always ask uh, customers if they ever heard the word charcuterie before about five years ago so it seems like (laughs) all of a sudden charcuterie is just part of the lexicon right yeah yeah that's a good point yeah it goes mainstream (laughs) So going back to how it all started, you worked in a print shop and you were like, I'm going to do wine. Where (laughs) did you did you love wine before then? Or you just were like, "Ah, wine, let's do that. How did how did you shift from printing to wine? Well, I started drinking wine when you got <laughs> when you guys were probably not born yet. <laughs> um, I remember getting stuck on um, Charles Krug Merlot for about three years. That's all mm-hmm. I drank, and I just got tired of it. I, back then, there was a big Osco drug with a huge well of wine. I don't know if you guys remember that or not. Yeah. And I remember looking at that wall and thinking, I don't know anything about any of these mm, yeah. these wines. And so I started buying books and reading. And so yeah, I just really got interested in. I love history, and that wine is kind of history. So mm, yeah, that was where my love of wine came from. It and came then, out of boredom of your current wine exactly, that you were drinking. Exactly. <laughs> and and my brother and I 
didn't want to work together anymore. Yeah. So I, had to, I had to find something to do. That's fair. Uh, hey, it's good to recognize those yeah. things before yeah. you have like one of those biblical events and we're yeah. like, brother kills other brother. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So good job on, yeah. on recognizing so that early. There. We yeah. did a we did a tele, I mean a radio commercial fairly early on early on and it said something like um you know that big wall of wine where you don't know anything about it we know quite a bit about all of those we can even sell you bad wine with a good label or a good lab- good wine with a bad label ah. so yeah oh yeah because many people label shop you know and there's a lot totally. of beautiful wines out there that have an ugly label <laughs> yeah but we can tell you about yeah um so then we started making george Foreman grilled <laughs> sandwiches uh which were delicious mm-hmm. um and still are uh you can still get panini sandwiches mm-hmm. at fifth and wine but the menu really has evolved the mm-hmm. food experience there just keeps going levels up above where you start at and for us here in great falls it was like oh this is fancy food and then <laughs> they started showing us more fancy food and they're like well this is even fancier mm-hmm. food this is foodie <laughs> like, food yeah. how, do, how, do, how do we keep going mm-hmm. so where's the evolution there yeah the evolution was originally it was dad and my brother cooking oh. the sandwiches and so that was kind of a fun part of our, our career and then <laughs> um we just got to grow organically over time and eventually it was like okay now we can afford somebody to help us mm-hmm. so then we hired like a younger high school kid mm-hmm. or somewhere just out of high school and he started cooking for us and then eventually we were like okay we can afford a chef and mm-hmm. so we hired Sarah and she did an amazing job for us and um, she started off as breakfast and then we just kind of evolved from there and I think I got married in the space in 18, and then we opened the other side. And that's when mm. we really got serious about the food, the food I think. Yeah. And we've kind of tried a lot of different things. We did tapas for a minute. Nobody knew what that was <laughs> when we did it. We did a pre-fee menu, which was just, you know, fixed yep. menu every time. Mm-hmm. And that didn't go over well either. <laughs> Spent a yeah. lot of trial and error yeah. with well, what works here. Yeah. Here's, the, here's the thing, folks. I mean, we are... <laughs> We're great here in Great Falls, but sometimes change is not our strong mm-hmm. suit. <laughs> and so when we get some new ideas, those are harder to adopt mm-hmm. uh, quickly. And and especially when it takes so long for some people to adopt those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a little ahead of the curve. <laughs> so. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you still, uh, maybe this is industry secret, do you still have a George Foreman grill in the kitchen? No. <laughs> okay. We bought ourselves a real nice panini okay. grill now. Okay. Ooh. Mm-hmm. High end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, so what can people expect on your menu? Because it is not a burger place. It's not a pizza place. It's a foodie place. Which and we have a plethora of those options. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not a place where you're going to have the expected things, in my opinion. Right. You're going to have more farm fresh food. Um, some organic stuff, local beef, um, meats that are in our deli case, things like that. Just a little bit, you called it fancy, but <laughs> it's, it's just really good food. Mm-hmm. It's, it's yeah. Elevated Flavorful. Com- yeah, I think it's mm-hmm. elevated comfort food is what right. we kind of call it. Okay. And everything we do, we make from scratch, all of our sauces, all of our soups. You mm-hmm. know, we don't buy anything from Cisco and throw it in the fryer. So. Yeah. Pasta. Sorry, Cisco. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. Hey, makes a big difference mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and sets you apart. Mm-hmm. We were there um, 
together fairly recently. Mm-hmm. I had, and I'm spacing on the name of it now, but it was a salad. Um, the Brussels that, sprout, yeah. lemon, pumpkin. Oh my gosh, that was amazing. Was it pistach- pistachio yes. apple maybe? Yes, yes. pistachio It was delicious. I'm not sure we're going to ever be able to get rid of that salad because yeah. it's, it's very, gotten very really popular. popular. Yeah, it's delicious. And it's something totally different than when you look at other menus uh, and you're like, oh, I want a salad. And that was, it's just, it was just so good. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Well, we, tried to, we try to change our menu every, kind of with the seasons, so every three months or so we try to, we don't want to get stuck having to do the same things. Like mm-hmm. we get asked all the time what happened to our bread pudding. And then we say that was like three chefs ago. I don't know what happened. <laughs> yeah. I don't right. know where they he's at. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. What's well, that balance of like having favorites that people love, but also mm-hmm. mixing it up. That's been fun to go in and be able to try something a little different every time. But you also have that, uh, your grilled cheese and tomato yes. soup that's just uh, delicious. That's and staple. that's a staple. Hunter. That is a staple. That's been <laughs> since the beginning. Not okay. your mama's grilled cheese. Yeah. That was uh-huh. a, my dad started that one. I've got a fun story about that. My okay. dad, my dad, who's 93, so he's probably 85 or something when we kind of started all this. And I invited him down for lunch, and he heard we had a $12.95 grilled cheese and tomato soup. He's like, no way. <laughs> I'm like, Dad, you don't, have to, you don't have to pay for it. I'll buy it. Like, I can't even do it eating it for free. Up so. here. Yeah. But the reason it's $12.95 is there's three imported cheeses. You know, one, mm. from, one from, actually not two imported, one from Italy, one from Switzerland, and one from Wisconsin mm-hmm. that we blend in. So it's... It's worth it. We're not putting Velveeta in the middle of white bread, right. you know. So. Yeah. Right. This is and like it's elevated good. comfort food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is good bread. It is. And it you is. guys are making that. We don't make that. Blue Truck Bread does that. Oh, I was yes. wondering. I was they thinking have excellent bread. That. Yes, they do. Mm. Even though they're not in Great Falls. Right. They just I right know. up the road. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We call power ours. Okay. Cool. Well, we consider that local. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and they sell it to the farmers market too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And at Two J's. Yeah. Right. You can get and it there. And I think Electric City Coffee has it sometimes mm-hmm. too yeah, for sale. So too, yeah. mm-hmm. huh. Well, look at all this place. <laughs> look at all the options. <laughs> yeah. Don't make your own sourdough. Right? Buy blue mm-hmm. truck bread. <laughs> the tomato soup also, I think, is not like your standard. That's no. elevated as well. It's mm-hmm. award winning. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it is. It's, it's really, really good. good. It's tomato basil. And at the end, mm-hmm. we put a little 25-year age balsamic on top as the, as the dressing on top. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's always nice. A little sweetness to it. But there's also the presentation of it is beautiful, too. I think that's part of it. Like, how, what's... What's the thought process behind that? I mean, your eyes eat before you d- mm-hmm. you actually eat. So it has to look good before mm-hmm. you dig in. Yeah. Well, you want it to be Instagram worthy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. all right. of the food is. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, there's not. We were there May. Um, and one of the gentlemen that I was with ordered some th- a steak something with pesto on it mm. and the pesto sauce was so killer he shared it with everyone he's like this is the best pesto I've ever had <laughs> in my life and so you know it's always interesting when you go out with consultants and they're like here eat my food too and yeah. it's like oh, <laughs> I guess we're to that level right. so that's great <laughs> we'll but share. I tasted it I'm like oh I would have never ordered something with pesto on it mm-hmm. and that was amazing so I'm like my my friends came into town. I'm like, we're going to go to Fifth and Wine. And I pull up the menu and it, it, it changed. Cause <laughs> I knew that. <laughs> season had changed. I'm like, mm-hmm. one day I'm going to have enough clout in this building to go. <laughs> I want the pesto right. <laughs> in some way to eat. Right. Make it happen. It was but, three chefs ago, but they'll make it happen. <laughs> well, but you have to, since I knew it was a seasonality thing, it's mm-hmm. not like you can just go 
make me the pesto. It's right. They may not have it. Yeah. So, right. yeah. You had talked about, you said you got married right before you opened the expanded part of that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So your, your wedding kind of seasoned the new space. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, tell us more about, because it's, I love the design and the look and the feel in this space for, for people listening, kind of describe what's going the, on. The, yeah. The feel mm-hmm. of what's that going on space. In there? So the building was, um, it's only had three owners. Uh, really? Gin, Gins, right? Yep, Tony yep. Ginn. Tony mm-hmm. Ginn, the Van Teagums, and then Fifth and Wine. Yeah. Huh. And so it used to be a sheet metal shop. Was it the first place that they made? It was the first place in Great Falls that he sold that sold forced air furnaces. So that's why they oh, had that huh. showroom where our, where our current um, retail is. Yeah. This is his showroom for. And uh-huh. he lived in the back, Tony did, Ginn, and Van Teagum worked for him. Okay. Oh my goodness. Huh. And, and then he Yeah, Tony Ginn passed, passed away. away. Didn't have any heirs, so Van Tegum took it over and they ran it till about early eighties. Huh. Then it just shut down and was a boarded up old building downtown. Okay. Yeah. If you look on Google Earth it still looks the same as it did before we bought it. Oh, did it finally <laughs> change? Yeah. That's helpful that yeah. for your business. Yes. <laughs> we had we had like the Google Streets car come by here this summer and they were coming by as I was leaving and I saw them coming up the hill and I'm like, Oh, I'm gonna smile. <laughs> like, <laughs> is it gonna capture me at yeah. the stoplight? But if they do, um You're ready for it. Yeah, I'm smiling, grinning ear to ear. <laughs> and then it's gonna be really weird because they're gonna be like, Why is that woman just sitting <laughs> in her car at a stop smiling. sign smiling so yeah. happy? Did you are have you looked? Is that no, are I you in looked. it? I haven't looked. Mm. <laughs> I should. Yeah. <laughs> Some maniacal. Right. And then we'll p- paste it up. Mm-hmm. So what what drew you to that building? Was it just simply the... Uh, it was available? or yeah. My dad and my uncle found it mm-hmm. and asked me to... I actually was a real estate agent at the time. Mm. And Helpful. Helped, yeah. <laughs> helped them buy the building. Yeah. And it's just a beautiful building. Mm-hmm. And it was just obviously neglected. They made a ton of changes, um, mm. redid all the in, inner workings. and Yeah, it had no plumbing. It had no insulation. Oh. It had no electricity. It had no, the windows were all boarded up. So You're starting from the roof, scratch, Yeah, basically. the roof was leaking. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. my gosh. When I first bought it, my friend said, I didn't realize you were that rich. Like, you could afford to do that. <laughs> like, <laughs> You're like, yeah, I didn't either. I didn't either. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what I was getting myself into. But yeah. we took it really slowly. We, I yeah. mean, obviously, we had to do the major stuff. But then after mm-hmm. that, we tried to grow real slowly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why we were we only go. on the other side at first. And mm-hmm. just to take our time. That's kind of one of our philosophies is to take our time and make sure we're here for the community. Owning a restaurant is one of the hardest businesses. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and so yeah, you watch people really in this. Job. Yeah, they watch people in this industry. They spend money like crazy, and then they, you know, have a million people come, and then they fail early, mm. and then you see that in the restaurant industry over and over. Where we tried to just grow slowly as we could. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's worked out so far. We're not going out of Seems business. Seems like anymore. a smart approach. Yeah, we've <laughs> been thirteen years, right? right. Yeah. And you survived COVID yeah. and all of we that. Did. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Our ten year was in COVID. Oh my goodness. Sadly, so yeah, <laughs> we didn't get to celebrate. You can do a thirteen year celebration. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Lucky thirteen, right? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um. So you've heard Tara say my dad, and mm-hmm. then you've also been introduced to Mark on the on the podcast. So let's just <laughs> oh, dispel the yes. big rumors Clarify. here. Uh, when she's talking about her dad, she is talking about Mark. Yeah. Uh, it's a mm-hmm. family-owned and run operations. Your brother's still involved, or did you kick him to the curb? 
Nope. <laughs> Jake is he is not any any longer involved, but yeah. you know, he loves the business. He, he comes supports in us. Still, he comes right? in all the time. Yeah. yeah. So. He took his George Foreman and he went home. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Done with this place. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> gonna get a fancy grill. I'm I'm gonna go home and make my own sandwiches. <laughs> exactly. mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, so inside the building now, mm-hmm. um, kind of describe the feel because we've talked about yeah. how it's this revitalized warehouse essentially um it's now got kind of an industrial urban but artistic feel to it so yeah tell us more about the inside yeah i mean it's concrete floors and Mm -hmm. wood on the walls that hasn't been touched Mm -hmm. since whatever (laughs) 1980 something still stained with sap and we just left it really original and we added some really cool lights right yeah einstein lights i call them in the paper yeah Bit. Mm-hmm. She she called me after the paper came out. She said, "Mark, Dad, they're Ma- Edison lights, not Einstein." <laughs> lights. Like, oh yeah, I knew exactly <laughs> what you were talking about. Though, when you said it. <laughs> I was quoted in the paper with yeah. Einstein lights. <laughs> you can always just blame the reporter. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, I was. <laughs> I knew she'd have something to say about that. <laughs> now the space has like an a loft or a mm-hmm. mezzanine was that originally there or did you guys add that that was originally there in oh. fact there was a second floor over all of it oh. and so it wasn't open at all it covered went halfway through the windows okay and so i think it was storage if mm-hmm. i recall right and they decided to tear all that out except for where you can see our loft we call it the mezzanine mm-hmm. and that's kind of where we have all of our private parties and yeah, really some pretty. wine tastings and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Fun story about that. Yeah. yeah. The guy that Van Tegum owned it was a member of the Shriners, and they used to have the Shriners Parade in Great Falls. Uh-huh. And, and the elephants would come in that door, and they because it had a trap door up what? above, and they'd wash the elephants off. There's pictures of that. Inside your building? Inside the building. On yeah. the second floor? They'd walk in the first floor, and then they'd, they'd spray them down above? from up above. Oh, oh my gosh. In a trap door. Right. So that was kind of cool. Yeah, not everyone can say elephants have been washed in their building. (laughs) (laughs) Many people can say it. Very few. It has actually happened. Especially around here. Health department department probably wouldn't love that. It's okay. It's not like it happened yesterday. So Uh, so let's talk about some of the events. You mentioned that space, the mezzanine, is used Mm -hmm. for those. Um, Talk about some of the events that you guys host. Yeah, we do do quite a bit of wine tasting. we have different kinds of events, meet and greets, where you can meet a wine rep or even somebody who makes the wine, possibly, mm-hmm. and just come try their wines. And then we do some things we call passport dinners, where we do like an Italian theme. And yeah, so I it's need got, to do this sometime. That sounds really, they're really very good. Fun. And our team just does an excellent job at pairing it with the wine and stuff. So. And it's multi-courses. Like, you start, Yeah. I think you have to drink five different glasses of wine through your journey. Correct. And you, so you, you start with... To. Yeah, we make you drink them. <laughs> yeah. Damn it, drink this wine. You do I not mean, get to leave it's such you. a burden. <laughs> <laughs> like, each course is paired with a new wine, mm-hmm. and you get salads and desserts and meats and everything. So it's really an impressive traveling experience right. that... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we hope you travel for it. Right. So. Well, and I think people maybe on outside looking in would not expect Great Falls to have that type of cuisine or that mm-hmm. type of wine um, journey, if you will, available <laughs> for people. So um, that's really neat to have. Is Has there been uh, any like countries that maybe people wouldn't expect or is it kind of your, mm. your standard, your like kind of go to classics? 
I mean, luckily for us, like wine mostly comes from regions yeah. <laughs> that yeah. people know, right. Spain and Italy and France. Yeah. I'm trying to think if we've we've done Australia. We yeah. did. Oh, and yeah. We did nice. Argentina. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and well, a lot of times we get people from all over the world coming um, to Great Falls to taste wine with mm. us. Like we've had winemakers or wine reps from New Zealand, Australia, oh wow, Spain, France, France. Italy, mm-hmm. Argentina, Chile. So yeah, we we get people from all over the world traveling. Yeah. So it's really fun. It's a different experience than you would expect, like you said, in, in Great Falls. Yeah, that's really neat. Um, okay, so you have your wine tasting events. Um, passport dinners. Passport dinners. Yep, we do private events as well. So you can have your Christmas party there, your mm-hmm. baby shower, um, anything you can really think of that you want to throw a party for. And we have um, just an excellent de- decorated space that mm-hmm. is beautiful. You don't have to do much to it. So No, it is very pretty mm-hmm. now it the building itself gone through many transformations but the exterior as well has gone through i think probably the most impressive change and something i'm still waiting to go out to experience because every time i've been there to do the outside it has rained oh <laughs> you know and bad. i'm pretty much made of sugar so i will <laughs> melt if i go out there so i'm like gosh yeah. I guess maybe it's good. The old farmer in me uh, is like, well, at least they keep showing <laughs> up and bringing the rain. So <laughs> talk about the patio area. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, okay. I don't know. We um, well, we just did a farm-to-table event out there, so mm-hmm. speaking of events, and that was so fun. We Tara's really good at decorating, and um, so she made it feel like a farm. And it was a beautiful evening, and we had the lighting perfect, and we had the music perfect, mm. and so was, um, food was amazing. So that's one event out there. But anyway, it's a beautiful patio. It's got um, probably about 40 seats out there, I'd say. Mm. And we made a bar area out of um, some old cottonwoods that got cut down on the, um, on the fairgrounds. fairgrounds. Yeah. Oh, so oh that's, that's cool. That's the top of the bar. So, yeah, it's, it's got a lot of character to it. And then we did an old sign. We put all three of the logos of all three people who owned the building up. So it's kind of That's neat too. Yeah. A yeah. tribute to the, yeah, right. the history painted of that. like it would have been back in the day. That's really yeah, cool. Dennis yeah. Signs did it and he's he's an older guy, but man, he's talented. He just he can make it look like it's uh, perfectly typewritten mm. and it's uh, by hand, you know. So that's it's amazing. Fun. It's fun that's to watch him skill. work too. Yeah. yeah. How did you come to acquire the cottonwoods from the yeah. fairgrounds? The Goodwood guys, I think, right? Yep. Oh, okay. Yep. Gotcha. They had, had some laying around that had been drying or huh. something, mm-hmm. and our contractor knew about it, and he was, yeah. so he guided he us towards that. It. That's kind of a cool thing. It it I mean, it's like made out of wood from and the other side of town. Yeah. The other cool thing, my dad, Mark. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you can call him dad. dad, dad that way. Yeah. Everybody knows now. <laughs> he <laughs> laid on his back on a scaffolding for like three eight or di- three days. days. Oh, okay, three days. And he took down this tin ceiling that really wasn't complete. One nail at something. a time. Well, we were going to put... Oh, my gosh. That's where we put our cooler, and I didn't want to waste the tin, so I made sure. Sh- anyway. <laughs> took oh, it all down. Very diligent. Yeah. My goodness. And so They put nails in like this long that had little jags, and you had to take them each one out individually. So. Oh, man. Yeah. I'd never do that again. It was a dumb, <laughs> it was a dumb, it was a dumb three days. <laughs> but, but you did it. But yeah. it's done. And now they're on the outside of the bar, too, Okay. Outside. Yes. So well, see, tin. it helps the whole story. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. worth it. Yeah. <laughs> and the outside is like a little oasis mm-hmm. because it's it's still got a fence around it. Mm-hmm. So you're contained into that environment. I, I call it no environmental pollution can get in. 
(laughs) We consider it one of the best patios in Great Falls. Yeah. And there's a little fire pit out there. A couple fire pits. Yeah. yeah. My friend and I enjoyed a long seating out there with food and mimosas (laughs) last year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was wonderful. It was absolutely filled to the, to the, um, limit during mimosa showdown mm. there had oh, to be yeah. 150 people out there no nice. no only 60 oh yeah that's right <laughs> she's like <laughs> i forgot no, we were at capacity yes, we, were at capacity <laughs> we there. didn't go over code yeah. spent, i just meant over time yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah yeah um so speaking of mimosas i don't want to you know alienate anybody else too but i think my favorite is at your establishment um oh this last year's mimosa or just just for in showdown general or, okay. no, just in general in just life general mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> just every so day of my life yes, when, I need, a when I need a mimosa <laughs> um that being said there are wonderful mimosas across town there's just one in particular that's a little more unique in my opinion that you have i believe it has some like coconut milk oh in yeah. It. yeah yeah that's oh, the hippie okay. juice hippie juice yep. that's the name of it, it yeah uh, we we like food are also seasonal with our mimosas mm-hmm. and so the and hippie juice have, it's not like a big laundry list of mimosas it's just a finely curated handful selection mm-hmm. of amazing mimosas that you mm-hmm. can get there yeah seasonally. we have our classics you know orange grapefruit always and then we do about three or four depending you know yeah. so what's the current season i mean we're we're in christmas oh season. so so we've got uh some Beautiful mimosas right now. We've got Holiday Sparkle, which is based in pomegranate, mm. and a sugared rim and edible sparkles. And That's then fun. we have the Grinch. Well, Grinchmas or Grinchy. Okay. It's up for debate what we should call it. <laughs> Grinchmas is probably the way to go, but it's got uh, pineapple juice and it's the color oh. green. Is is it what's sitting behind you? It is. Chance? Okay, yes. I saw that. I was like, oh, that's yeah. so we'll get color. pictures of these. Yes, we will mm-hmm. for you folks, yeah. or you can go to Fifth and Wine's Facebook page or mm-hmm. Instagram page and see it for mm-hmm. yourself yeah. as mm-hmm. well. And then we've got the ornamenti, which is our interactive mimosa, and it has an ornament on the rim uh-huh. and that's cranberry juice in the ornament, and then you dump it in there as needed or when you want. Oh, that's a fun more idea. So you I get to that determine. Was just decor. I like yeah. it. So you get to determine on the ornament one how much Ratio. juice you want to dilute your champagne with. Yeah. <laughs> 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 nice. Serve yourself. Yeah. I like yes. this. That's fun. Are you? Who's coming up with the ideas yeah. for these? You just sit around back, and drink. back in the day. It was I. I've probably done like four hundred mimosas. Yeah. I swear, and then I was just tired of it so I was like okay somebody else needs to come up with these so my team I have a gal named Gabby and Whitney who who did a lot of the work on on most of the mimosas in the last two sets so nice they've done a nice job yeah the one that I had that was your mimosa showdown contender was had edible flowers in it Mm -hmm. who on planet earth's like these flowers are edible, but these ones are not. <laughs> Do you I don't just... know how it's determined either. <laughs> yeah. It just says edible flowers on the outside of the package. We and you got to yeah. trust. <laughs> you got to yeah. trust them. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Figure out how to use these now. <laughs> that was a failed mimosa, which you have a few of. We, I originally wanted it to change colors when the people Ooh. would add the sparkling wine and it would change colors because I used butter, butterfly PT, which changes from blue to purple with citrus oh but fancy it just automatically changed and oh <laughs> like dang it, yeah not what I it, it did not work gorgeous. out but it yeah. was funny 
It sounds pretty. Uh, are, are you working on ideas for the sh- next year's showdown? I mean, we're a ways out still. But I know. We need, yeah. to, we need to get working because we got to <laughs> bring it. I'm, I want to win. Yeah. <laughs> Someone has got to start thinking of how to unseat Keller guys. Yeah. I'm a three-time champion. They're yeah. very good at marketing theirs, too. They, yes. <laughs> they truly <Yeah>. are. <laughs> they truly we, are. We've sold 1,100 mimosas that Holy day. So, so you can't so really be a loser. Right. It's not. Yeah. Won, it's a, it really is a win for everybody. I mean, yes. you obviously want the bragging rights of that, but it's a mm-hmm. win for everybody involved because there's event, so yeah. many people downtown drinking your mimosas. Yeah. But you got to be thinking every day you wake up and you're like, all right, new mimosa, come to me. <laughs> because because your menu is going to change here quickly again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> She's like, oh, thanks for the reminder. Yeah, I <laughs> well, you know, when it comes to seasonality. Yeah. It's already it, it old. Happens. Now we got to figure out right. what's coming up next. But um, mm-hmm. I think that's what's fun and exciting and what is always new. So mm-hmm. when you, there are some establishments you go to and the menu is the same and you get real comfortable and consistent. And But at Fifth and Wine, that's not the case. And yeah. every time you come, they're going to have new food for you, mm-hmm. new yeah. experience. We also do that with our wine menu by mm-hmm. the glass. We always are trying to do something that maybe people... They just say, I'll have a cab. And we always say, well, we don't have a cab right now. Maybe we have a cab blend. Mm-hmm. And it's from Argentina or something. Yeah. Kind of yeah. get them outside their comfort zone. Yeah. Which I guess is, a, I don't know if that's a great business plan or not, but it's, <laughs> well, it's fun Well, I'm going to say from it's a good. girl who wouldn't order pesto, mm-hmm. it's a great idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, your husband who only tried it because he got gout and now he likes yeah. it. Yeah. It's the gout. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> got the gout. The gout. Yeah. Um, so I think that's important because mm-hmm. when people get in ruts or they get a comfort level, they don't tend to break out or they want to try mm-hmm. and make it easy. This is an experience, folks. Mm-hmm. You're not going here to just get your staples. Have an experience. Yeah. And I always love, I like when I go to a restaurant, I can say, okay, what what's good? What do you recommend? Like, what should I have? What should I try to, mm-hmm. to get out and do try something different? Yeah. Do you, okay, uh, is there a food dish? Let's start with the food and then we can talk about the wine. Is there a food one that you've made that you were like, people just latched on and loved it and you're like, I don't get like why I don't, I want to rotate this out. <laughs> like, I don't, Are there, are you like ever surprised by how people react to the different I dishes? One stands out in my mind was we'd had like a half roasted chicken. Mm-hmm. People could not get off that. And, <laughs> and it was so, it really, really was good. Yeah. But so and then they'd show up and they're like, it. where's my chicken? Yeah. yeah. It, we did have a hard time getting rid of it. We mm-hmm. were contemplated whether or not we do. But when you have something that you're thinking you're going to stick to, yeah. you know, a seasonal menu, then we just decided to go with what we do. Yeah. Or like the pistachio and apple salad. Yes, that I, I know. I'm I got to go in there and get that's that. Gotta have, <laughs> yeah. have to go away soon, yeah. probably. Do you end up with a secret menu? Like your cult followers, can they come in and do the... So I know a long time ago you used to have this. You want Can the pesto? Can you still make you? it? No, I will not pull that card. <laughs> um, but pesto is a year-round product. Anyway, <laughs> um, but do you have people who kind of try and do you have a secret menu? Is there any of that going on or or not? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> Our chef will work with people like if they have al- allergies or sure. if they're vegan or vegetarian, you know, we always try to have one of those dishes on anyway, but um yeah, so we'll work with people that way, but yeah, we don't have any secret, secret menu. menu. No. Yeah. yeah. Can mm-hmm. I talk about the chef really quick? Yeah, go, please. You can do it and talk about him, really. Yeah, he, please. He is like one of the foundations of our business. Mm-hmm. And his name's Steven. 
and he's been with us three years. That's oh, probably wow. the longest we've ever had a chef. Probably, right? No, it yeah. isn't. <laughs> <laughs> and he just does an excellent job. And you yeah. talked about the visual uh, look of the food. Yeah. I mean, he really focuses on that. He focuses on the flavor. We try the food together. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a. He's just amazing. You and it's, it's his menu. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People always ask if I influence or Terry influences, and we. We try to keep our nose out of his <laughs> kitchen, including the employees and everything. He completely mm-hmm. runs all of the back of house wow. and he does an awesome job. And mm-hmm. and it was trying trying to find the right fit, the right people in the yeah. back, and they yeah. they still kind of wander in and out. Sometimes sure. they quit him for a while and they go to somewhere else around town, and it's not well. They come back and say we're not really cooking at that place. So I want to get back mm-hmm. to where we really cook and make our own sauces and do all that. Yeah. So, so he's very inspirational to his staff too. I think mm-hmm. great. Where'd you find him? Well, <laughs> under a rock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's only a few th- good things that came from COVID for us. And, um, one of them was him. He, okay. he hired a chef named, uh, well, I don't, we don't need to name him. <laughs> um, and he didn't work out, but he did do us a favor and hired one guy who also hired another guy. Mm. And that is our current chef. Oh, you got to where yes. you are. Wow. Nice. And yeah. he's not culinarily trained, which yeah. I think is awesome because yeah. I think people that go to culinary school are good. But they need time in a kitchen. This guy mm-hmm. grew up in a kitchen. He's been doing this for 25 years or something. So yeah. um, he's very, very proud. And his brother works for us, too. Um, and he's the line cook. And wow. s- Steve kind of does the plating and, you know, expediting to make sure everything looks good before it gets to the customer. So well, they're, they're a good team. Speaks to kind of all of you. I mean, it's self-taught, self-educated in the wine business. I mean, it switch from real estate to running. I mean, all of it's kind of this homegrown, like <laughs> self-education experience to put this out there. And I think probably maybe a lot of people might be surprised to and hear that because of the quality of what you guys do. Mm-hmm. And just the, pa- the it all stems from passion, the passion mm-hmm. for not drinking the same wine every day <laughs> and not having the same food every day. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a passion there that really exudes when you are in that space for whatever it is, whether you're just yeah. picking something up or um, retail shopping or dining. Um, the team itself, anybody who serves you has mm-hmm. just got a passion for what is going on in that space. We always talk about that with our people that work with us, the Sprunna House, the servers. And it's important to us that we deliver the right meal to the right person, not say <laughs> go to the table and say who ordered this, right? Mm, so yeah. we just try to be professional. We teach them how to open a bottle of wine properly or, mm. or a sparkling wine pro- properly. Mm. So we, you, there's quite a bit of training and just pride in their work, you know. And mm. I think once they get our passion, it, it, it kind of is easy to get their passion. And that going, makes so. such an exper- a difference in the experience, too. Mm-hmm. Now, where do you find, like are you guys going to some expo or some type of industry conference to learn the trends because I would have never guessed bread and butter as an appetizer would just be the hottest trend on planet earth but it is amazing (laughs) and it's not just a obviously just a regular slice of bread with a little bit of butter it's Mm. a it's a bread a butter bread board and it's amazing yeah. How do you come up with this stuff? <laughs> I would have never come up with anything like that. <laughs> the chef is a real foodie. I mean, okay. he, he spends a lot of time reading and watching, and he's the one that's really digging into those kind of things okay. and, and comes mm-hmm. up with a menu for us. So. Yeah. Huh. Keeps an eye on that. Uh, so, Mark, I come into your business. I say, I want to try 
wine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> What's kind of the process you go through to help kind of narrow down someone if, if they're, you know, feeling adventurous and they just say, I need your help. Mm -hmm. What should I drink? Kind of how, how, what's the process of you what well, guiding usually, usually people? Usually what's the first, I mean, the first question would be, what do you normally drink? Are, mm -hmm. are you brand new into wine or do you want to experiment? Mm -hmm. You know, do you like mostly whites or mostly red? Do you like sweet? Like Chardonnay, you know, kind of those, all those questions. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, money always comes into it. Cause sure. We have <laughs> bottles for $10 and we have bottles for $2,000. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. quick, obviously we don't have very many people to come in for $2,000 bottles. But, <laughs> um, Every but day. <laughs> I win, <laughs> so I win the lottery, I'll come in and do yeah. <laughs> I mean, so that's the process. And mm -hmm. we've got a lady named Wendy working for us right now who's really doing a great job in the retail. She um, is very knowledgeable, very friendly, and mm -hmm. she's been doing a lot of that. She's got her first level psalm. Psalm Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's neat. But anyway, that's the, the question. You know. Okay. And then what if they're buying a present or something, like my favorite red, to say if people say I want to buy red, but as a present, I don't know what they drink. I always sell yeah. them Cote de Rhone, which is a blend from the Rhone Valley of France. Mm. And it's just got nice uh, fruit to it. It's not real dry. It's not real sweet. It's just, you know, kind of an easy, everyday drinking wine. So that my Cote de Rhone's are my, kind of my go-to if I don't know what else to sell them. You, know? mm -hmm. <laughs> you just said a term that I, as a beer drinking gal did not understand <laughs> that Wendy sommelier. got her first her sommelier <laughs> first level sommelier so it's a basically a wine expert okay and huh <laughs> that's why <laughs> she studied for quite a while and mm -hmm. I've had that too we, we all mm -hmm. we both have that as well but she that just shows that she really cares and wanted to step it up mm -hmm. and be a part of this team and yeah one of the hardest things is as we've evolved, when I first started taking over wine, they would be like, is Mark here? Can he help me pick <laughs> out wine? And then now for Wendy, is, is Tara here? Yeah. Or Mark? Even, you yeah. Know, depending, but yeah. Well, so you can ask for Wendy things. now. Yes. Yes. She, for Wendy. Mm -hmm. She's just as good. Mm -hmm. She just moved here from the Napa Valley, though. So oh, she's, well, she's that's likely to re oh. recommend a Napa first. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to just get her off that Napa subject. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I suppose when you live in that area, it's easy to think of that. Well, first. we taste about probably 25 to wines a week, I would say. So we have yeah. five distributors that call on us and they bring us wines um, to Do taste. Do you ever, does your palate ever go, it is is tiring. I can't tell the difference anymore. Yeah, it's all good. Or do you just have to take a, you know, bite of the sorbet and keep going? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just a taste, you know. It's not mm -hmm. like we're sitting around drinking <laughs> wine all day, although yeah, sometimes we do. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, no, it's fun. I think th we, that's the best place to learn. Like Wendy said, she worked in wineries in Napa, and you're just tasting the same wine every day, you know, mm. where we get all over the world, and people are bringing us wines from Argentina or, you know, weird places like um, <laughs> Georgia. Georgia. Mm -hmm. huh. or, or Miles Ar City. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah we actually have had that. Yeah. <laughs> it's not bad. Mm -mm. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's kind of the <laughs> Everyone's know shocked. about that one. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, oh, I told... Oh, so... It, <laughs> nope, I lost it again. So... You ask something. <laughs> you bet. <laughs> what... When people come here, uh, you're a family-run small business, which does mean you probably want to take time to not be in the business. You want to be with your respective families, not just <laughs> mom and dad or dad and daughter together all the time. You want to maybe spend time with your spouse and your kids and those type <laughs> of things. So what are the hours of operation for Fifth and Wine? And if Fifth and Wine uh, dining is different than retail. 
Right. Yeah. Dining is different from retail. Our retail store is open basically Tuesday through Saturday, 11 to 6. Okay. And then the dining is pretty much every day except for Monday now. Okay. And we have lunch 11 to 3 and dinner 5 to 8, 9. Because this change of just being closed Monday is a relatively new because of the brunch scene that is emerging in Great Falls. You guys are doing brunch now. Yeah, we were encouraged to do brunch. We wanted, (laughs) they had an effort downtown to get more people open for brunch and we decided to jump on that train and so that's saturday so sunday saturday sunday brunch now from nine to let's do ten to two because <laughs> it might be changing here yeah. soon gotcha i love the two. brunch there too i've i mean i've never had a bad meal there i've always loved it but the brunch is that's a very good spot to go for brunch too mm-hmm. oh that's one thing that people ask about we had the truck stop truck stop burrito oh yeah where we um, made it big old burrito and we put just cheese that we actually made our own cheese sauce we didn't Ooh. buy it out of a can yeah and then we crushed up um chili Cheaties. chili cheetos right or chili, Not chili the, the spice the hot anyway hot uh, cheetos, oh, yeah. hot <laughs> cheetos yeah. over the top of it so we call it, we call it the truck stop burrito yeah. we sold a lot of those so we yes. probably get that back one of these days yeah i kind of came up with that one so the chef didn't <laughs> leave there <Yeah. laughs> so you're like we got to get that back that right. was mine yes. yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's fun to have, it's just talking about the brunch scene in Great Falls. I mean, it's been really fun to see that evolve and have options because it seems like, you know, we kind of went from not very many options uh, for breakfast outside of your, you know, traditional diners that have been around forever. Well, breakfast with a mimosa. Mm -hmm. I mean, isn't that kind of the staple (laughs) of what we're talking about is Mm -hmm. the brunch experience? Because without without a mimosa, it's just breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) This is true. I think the whole food scene in Great Falls is really changing and evolving Mm -hmm. and becoming much better. You know, I think we were a culinary wasteland for quite a while. Yeah. And I just feel like there's lots of new, well, Ribbon Chop House just came in. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even Chipotle and the Cordovo and whatever, yeah. all the, even the chains, you know, I don't know. We, It's just fun to see new and different things in Great Falls. Mm-hmm. I think it's cool. So what's uh, what's next on, on Fifth and Wine's evolution um, <laughs> and growth? Yeah, we've grown into every space, so we're not growing physically mm-hmm. at all. Um, we'll probably get into a little bit more catering type okay. stuff, outside catering. We don't do very much of that. We'd love to get into that. Are you going to reveal on January? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> so evolution doesn't always include, you know, Mark started with uh, Wines by Wednesday, <laughs> which has mm-hmm. morphed into Fifth and Wine in this, mm-hmm. this world. Now we're going to conquer another segment of uh, your m- mouth. <laughs> it's, yeah. You walked in with two glasses. <laughs> one with a mimosa. So tell us what's on the next horizon. In January, for the month at first, we're going to do an all-Italian restaurant for the oh. whole month of January. Oh. Wow. So um, mm. I feel like people are wanting that in the Great Falls. It is what we've heard and of a lot. It is, yeah. And lots mm-hmm. of people go on dumb, I don't drink things during in january and yeah they don't they don't go out to eat because they're worried so we thought yeah. maybe this would get them off there that's yeah. a good idea we're trying to get them drunk again in january. <laughs> yeah, right it's not a dry, dry january, january. <laughs> you still need to drink water but i think <laughs> it's i think it'll be fun and the, the chef and his brother both have worked in italian restaurants back in new york mm-hmm. um, so i think they'll do a great job that's too. fun be kind of fun for something different the, the 
the, the cooks and the chef like to do something different too. They don't want to cook mm-hmm. the same thing all the time. So yeah. So does that in, does that include brunch too? Is all going Italian or <laughs> I is know, I, <laughs> that was the one area that's that the chef Steve and I have been kind of what are we gonna do there? Yeah. But I think we're gonna figure it out. Oh, yes. I'm positive yeah. you will. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna go Italian on the wine menu. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what the mimosas will look like yet. Yeah. So the Italian version of fifth and wine. Yes. Mm-hmm. Just for one month. Just, just for one month. Just in January. Mm-hmm. But beyond just January, any other fun, exciting things that we can look forward to that may be a little bit more long-term staples? Not that I can think of right now, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, sorry to disappoint. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a disappointment. <laughs> I'm really excited for this Italian January. I yes. think that'll be fun it'll to be fun. hone in on that. Yeah. I want to mention I said... We've grown into every crevice of the building. <laughs> My father lived uh, above the wine store Oh, at one point. And if you guys haven't been there, I'll give you a tour sometime. Ooh, but yes. it's now a VRBO. Oh, I've, seen the, I've seen the pictures. Yeah, okay. it's beautiful. It was a really cool bachelor pad, and then I got married. Yeah, so, <laughs> They so. ruin everything, yeah. don't they, Mark? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was going to ask, because you mentioned the original space. Yeah. So Van Tegum, right, lived Van behind there. Well, so. he lived that was in our kitchen. Tony Ginn. Tony oh, okay. Ginn lived there. Lived yeah. there. Okay. Yeah. Upstairs was pretty bad. <laughs> oh man, <There> dead <laughs> pigeons on the floor when oh, we got up my. there. And, right. Yeah. And live cool. ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was bad. A lot has transformed. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But no, it's beautiful. The I love the feature. It's a I believe it's like a driftwood or wood horse oh. sculpture that's oh, from yes. there. People uh, often comment no, on that. I want yeah. it. Where did it come from? <laughs> I know it's like perfect for the space. I hope it we is. never lose it's it. Beautiful. But it's beautiful. Tara built it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Morger did the piece. Oh, yep. And um, it's all Missouri River driftwood. And he just did an excellent job. It fits, it's framed perfectly in mm-hmm. that space. It's amazing. That's yeah. neat. Brian did that. I didn't realize he did outside a of painting it's his yeah. first one yeah okay that's neat you know and i'll just say it brian i don't know if there's another place that it would make sense for that horse to be so right no yep. it's perfect in there so mm-hmm. if you need advocates like brian shows up he's like i want my horse back you're like, like no no i don't want to go there doesn't really go anywhere for a while. i wonder <laughs> if i forgot about it but yeah. let's uh. hope so <laughs> maybe he won't listen to this and he won't, yeah well, yeah we get customers take pictures of it all the time yeah yeah it's mm-hmm. cool it's really cool yeah. And it's for sale. I don't know how much it is. Cause but you can you can find out. Yeah, <laughs> you can find out. Ask. I always yeah. wanted to put red laser lights in it for oh. Halloween. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Scare the crap out of us. <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> kidding. <laughs> well, I'm glad there. there's a supervisor somewhere that's telling you that's a bad <laughs> <Yeah>. idea. <laughs> yeah. Is that Tara? Is that yeah. Tara. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but keep him in line. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you said that you get people from all over the world that come and try your wine. Um, yeah, tell us a little bit about some of the 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 customers i mean it's not just great falls people it sounds like you see no we've um that's why we're kind of here today yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. we've identified that uh, we get a lot of tourists mm-hmm. and um we just we wanted to reach out to them let us let them know we're here and um love to serve them so mm-hmm. well a lot of the like ranches at belt creek i don't know if you're uh-huh. familiar yeah. with that but all yeah. those guys come from you know georgia or arkansas or california yeah and so they're really good customers of ours. Mm-hmm. And then other dude ranches around them. What's the one out in by Cascade there? Um, anyway, we get a lot of that, of people flying in, going to their houses or the ranches or whatever, mm-hmm. and, and pop in for dinner and lunch for on quite often. Mm-hmm. And then people traveling through. Yeah. We had a lady from Seattle said we had the best clams she'd ever had. Really? <laughs> I'm like, you're from Seattle? <laughs> you're right. And, right. I you live know. by the water. <laughs> I think what we have is a really good sauce. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. 
not to discredit, but um, maybe she's not trying the right places in Seattle. <laughs> exactly. I only say that because clams are not necessarily fresh here in, right. in yeah. Great exactly. Falls. Right. So yeah. it takes a little bit of a challenge, but the food is amazing. I mean, here. we've also heard that our crab cakes are the best, too. So I don't know. They are good. Of a niche with seafood. Yep. Yeah. yeah. But we we hear all the time when people walk into our space, this doesn't feel like Great Falls. Mm-hmm. Like, it is a different experience, and it's not really sophisticated. It's like you said, it's it's kind of warehousey and you know, mm-hmm. kind of comfort comforting again, just like the food. You know, it's not it's not going to make you feel uncomfortable to walk in there with jeans and a t-shirt. I know? was just going to ask, do you, you need a suit coat? It's no. the whole spectrum. One by the door. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's the whole spectrum there. You can. Because there are some people want. who have that expectation that if you're going to go and have a nice meal, mm-hmm. you have to be in your black tie and, yeah. you know, evening gowns. And and that's just not the case here in Great Falls at all, right. anywhere, and especially at Fifth and Wine. You just... Mm-hmm. But also, if you want to, yeah, I mean, you're not going to be out of place if you do yeah, that right. either. No. Yeah. yeah, we're definitely one of the celebration spots in Great mm-hmm. Falls. You know, date night, birthdays, anniversaries, yeah, all those things. So we definitely see that. Yeah, it's very special to have them come in for those things. And yeah. we get calls from all over the country to buy gift cards to um, for their family here in yes. Great Falls. Like during, she just mailed out like. Eight hundred dollars worth of gift cards to, <laughs> nice. to to a family here in town. So nice. They're already in the mail. Don't try mm-hmm. and accost their post. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. No kidding. It's already gone. <laughs> yeah, I said those priority. Yeah. <laughs> Good call. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is. It's a beautiful experience. Mm-hmm. Um, quality food, locally sourced. Sometimes as much as, as possible. Much as mm-hmm. possible. Mm-hmm. I mean, in Montana, it's hard. In the yeah. not the clams, yeah. but. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> the sauce is made right here. Mm-hmm. But I do I do appreciate that because we have such amazing foothold in agriculture that, mm-hmm. you know, you do have the opportunity to have some really amazing local food mm-hmm. handcrafted um, for your for your belly. Mm-hmm. What is your kind of hope moving forward as far as like how how you will be known your reputation in the community oh. and the people who visit like what do you hope What's it is legacy? that people think about when they think of you <laughs> oh boy um i mean she asks all the hard questions <laughs> she does. I mean, it's that dang journalism I background mm-hmm. i think that what i want to be known for is that we're just a you know family business that is honest and caring and does a good job like quality wise and builds good teams and those kinds of things works well with our vendors those were some early things my dad taught me we've always talked about the triad of you know people always say customers always right which is true (laughs) but you can't you can't have good customer service without good employees that Mm. want to treat the customer well and you can't do good food unless you find good vendors Mm -hmm. so you know you kind of got to treat the vendors just like you would your customer Mm. and treat your employees like you would your customers so we've always tried to keep those equal things or those things equal in our business so mm-hmm. i think the legacy is what she said kind of a team building we've done i think that's maybe our best asset that we try to work mm-hmm. on really all the time anyway mm-hmm. well oh. i think it's been just a blast getting to learn a little bit more i mean we've as residents have seen it evolve um and just kind of getting the opportunity to dig in and share that story and connect people emotionally with you guys as owners and as the people who are just out there trying to make good food happen mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um i think is absolutely amazing 
the name, so you're fifth in wine now, you're on fifth. Is that, did Wines by Wednesday, of, how long did you have that name before it evolved into fifth in wine? We joke about this all the okay. time. <laughs> Winesbywednesday.com was the original name and it was a little silly. And people didn't know what it meant. People they asked ask her if she was Wednesday. If I was Wednesday. Oh. And they'd also ask, are you only open on Wednesdays? Right. And so. Okay. Then. So then we go to fifth in line and now I was, <laughs> I was dropping my dog up at Fetch. And the, these two construction guys were talking, and they said, hey, do you want to go to lunch at Ribbon Chop today? And he said, yeah, sure. And so then I came back, and I said, we've done it again. Like, there's no way two construction guys are going to, hey, do you want to go to Fifth and Wine for lunch today? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we kind of pigeonholed ourselves again with just Fifth and Wine, because we're much more than just just wine. We have sure. great food. And, you know, yeah. We have some down-to-earth, everyday eating kind right. of stuff, too. But we're, we're like 95% woman influence at least yeah, yeah. yeah. I, lunch, that makes sense to okay me. they're the dis- spender and decision yeah. makers yeah. Yeah. they're fine. the primary yeah. decision maker yeah. and um i go there as much as i can there's a mm-hmm. chicken sandwich that's on the menu the lunch menu right now and that the brie yeah i gotta get that ordered so i can go eat it um <laughs> the um what i was gonna say is the lunch menu is different than the dinner menu yeah and i think we neglected to share that so that when you go in for lunch it is a completely different menu than when you go mm. in for dinner mm-hmm. so don't expect you're going to get be able to eat your lunch thing at dinner yeah. and your dinner thing at lunch because they're two different meal parts people right <laughs> <laughs> we do have a new website we just launched too so you can see all that on there oh, perfect. and it you can actually order online and i think we're going to oh. start del- doing delivery too so Ooh. wow and well that's dangerous for my wallet <laughs> <laughs> good to know well, i did the order because you had recommended that salad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm, you know, again, not one that moves out of my comfort zone because I like the other salad with the um, cheese crumbles the salad, and salad bacon. On fifth. Yes. yes. The staple there. Mm. So I'm like, ah, does Shannon really know what she's talking about? <laughs> I'll try it. And it was so good. And I'm like, oh, dang it. And it was so easy to order. Dang it, I had to admit Shannon yeah. was right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You heard it here, folks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but whenever you can, that you know, for residents here, it's easy. But definitely go in and have the experience of dining in that, when you're in town. Or if you're going to head out and do some adventuring, yeah, grab your lunch to go mm-hmm. and and go out on have a picnic at Ryan Island because that's mm. a good experience too. With a pistachio salad that might not exist by the time Ryan Island opens again, but <laughs> I still like that idea. In. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you two are also embarking on a new adventure in this community. It's actually me and my okay. other my other daughter. Okay, Whitney. not Tara. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, <Yeah>. never mind. <laughs> um, okay, well, tell us about that. Yeah, we bought another old building. Okay. Uh, people, because you just love renovating so it so much. Yeah. Apparently, I'm rich again. Yeah. <laughs> it's a really cool building. It was built in 1929. It's right across the street from uh, Great Falls High School. It used to be known as the High School House. Then, probably the generation you guys. Maybe it was a campfire building, campfire girls building. Oh. But it's it's a really cool old brick building. We again did everything: plumbing, <laughs> electrical. Oh roof. my goodness! <laughs> um, but we're There's making a lot into of buildings that need that, yeah. Mark. Yes. So keep going. Yeah. <laughs> we're making it into a cafe and coffee shop, and it's literally right across the street, maybe 20, 30, 40 steps from the entrance to Great Falls High. So nice. So we're probably going to have a lot of. High You'll have some caffeinated right high now. schoolers um, for the afternoon. And we yeah. can do things like pizza by the slice, and you know, um, nice. grilled oh. cheese again, and kind of. So it won't be your typical coffee shop um, mm-hmm. food. It'll be more based Cafe towards the yeah towards the kids. And Just during the day, or are you going to yeah. do mm-hmm. evening stuff for the neighborhood? 
No, we're just due day. Uh, be probably about seven, probably six to four. We we're not Ooh. open yet. It'd be about two weeks before we get open. So okay. So another place to get coffee. Yes. Uh, what's it called? Buffalo Blanc. Buffalo Blanc. Right. So what's gonna? Can you spill any dirty secrets on <laughs> the type of coffees? The I mean. You're a connoisseur of wine. Yeah. How elaborate are we going to go with the coffee beans? Are they the kind that come out of a bird's butt? <laughs> <laughs> well, we hired... <laughs> since, again, I don't know anything about coffee. I so don't think it comes out of a bird's butt. <laughs> no, there, there, is, is, there is one. It's, there is uh, one. From Jamaica or somewhere, right? Yeah. It's anyway. supposed to be the best coffee in the world. Yeah. Bird poop? I'm not... They eat the bean and then they collect it when it comes back out. Yep. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, I don't know how we got there. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, We're I told you. <laughs> I hired a lady that has been working in coffee shops um, for about eight years. Mm-hmm. And so she's going to be doing all those decision making. I'm coming up with some of the names like Prairie Fire. and Nice. And what's the other one I came mine, up with? Mine is Buffalo Blanc and Blue. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nice. And then I came up with Buffalo Chip. Oh yeah, <laughs> I don't like that one. Well, it goes along with the bird poop that reminds of the bird poop thing. Yeah, yeah. and I'm gonna put chocolate chips in the. In the there you, you know, go. In the whipped cream. Whipped cream on top. There you go. Anyway, it'll be really fun. Yeah, but don't inundate us. We want to start slow. So <laughs> don't tell anybody about okay. this. Okay. So don't go <laughs> for a while. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> well, it'll you're be gonna want to have a better yeah. experience. We'll tell you when you can go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll let you know. We'll make an announcement. We'll test it out first. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah we'll go. do taste tests. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's Perfect. not an issue with me going to find. Oh, this will be the big question. Do you offer decaf coffee? Yes. Oh, of course. There you mm-hmm. go. There you go. Mm. I'll take the I don't know much about coffee. Which yeah. Is clearly, why I'm getting in the business. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it why makes not? sense. Yeah. How, what better way to learn, Mark? <laughs> right. <laughs> this is yeah. what you do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You took care of all the the old building things. Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. Since he's gonna shamelessly plug, I need to plug Vintage <laughs> Sellers too. Oh, yeah. that's you know, right. I forgot. My mom runs that. Okay. So yeah. it's truly a family endeavor. Oh my goodness. You know, my yes. Sister, my mom. And us too. And yeah. Vintage Sellers is in the 2J's Marketplace Complex. Mm-hmm. And that is your one-stop shop for all things quality beer. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. We have 14 beer cooler doors and, yeah, an awesome selection of beer. Mm-hmm. And your team there is very knowledgeable as well. Yeah. They made a little bit of fun of me. Um <laughs> <laughs> I have to tattle on myself. We have uh, the episode where we talked with the Mighty Mo team and their 10-year mm-hmm. anniversary. And so I went in there, I don't, probably a year ago to get Mighty Mo beer. And I walk in, I'm like, did I miss where the Mighty Mo beer cans are? And then it's like, uh, yeah, they quit making beer in a can. You yeah. can get it in a bottle. I'm like, huh. <laughs> I should probably get out more. Like, <laughs> yeah. had no clue that that change had happened because I just hadn't bought canned beer for a while. Yeah. yeah, I like it fresh from the tap. And so, here's some Mighty Mo stuff. It's in a bottle. I'm like, that'll work just fine. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> I don't live here. <laughs> like, I'm from out of town. Um, but beautiful selection mm-hmm. and really knowledgeable staff over there as well. Yeah. Mm. Thank you. Yeah. And during um, Beer Week, Craft Beer Week, there we go. Mm-hmm. There's a huge parking lot party at Vintage Sellers. Yeah. Ooh, that's fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of and fun. That's, that's in happening. June, usually, right? June. Yeah. yeah. June. Mm-hmm. So you can spend a whole week here drinking and eating that's your right. way through our well, you town. You do a mimosa showdown, and you come back, or you just stay and do Craft <laughs> Beer Week right. for a month. Yeah. yeah. Why not? 
thank you both for being here Ooh. and reminding us of all the things you have your hands in. Um, mm-hmm. That's nice. Beer, wine, coffee. Yeah. Uh, all the good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and food. Mm-hmm. Beer, wine, coffee, food. Love it. So uh, when you're in Great Falls, great place to eat. Fifth and wine. Uh, couldn't have more fun in a family with a family unless you were Clark Griswold. That's what <laughs> I'm a saying. It's a whole different kind of fun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so until we see your bright, smiling, happy, beautiful face here in Great Falls, we hope you're creating amazing memory with your friends and family wherever you might be. See you soon. We are no damn experts as the recorded claims from Great Falls, Montana, covering what you need to know about this amazing damn town.